Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, we bless you this morning, Lord. We bless you. We bless the Lord. I thank you for everything that you have done in this place today. I thank you, Lord, that you have restored souls to you. Ha! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for bringing restoration. Hallelujah. Thank you for it, Jesus. God's been really doing some things in my heart about blessing. So often we, um, we don't really pay attention to the words that come out of our mouth. You know, most of us, me included, opens it and lets it fly. Y'all don't do that? Come on now. What do we do around here? Take the mask off. For decades, I mean, I'm 56, and for 50 years, <laughs> I just said what I said, you know, whatever came to my thought that came out of my mouth, and um, a lot of times we speak curses on ourselves, curses on our kids, curses on my money, curses on everything. We curse, I'm going to say this. How many of y'all call your wife your old lady? That's a curse. That's cursing her. She's going to be your old lady. I said it a couple of weeks ago. She's going to be your raggedy old lady. You're supposed to bless her. You're supposed to speak the word over her. Because, see, fact is what I see. But this right here, this is truth. This is the truth. And this says that I'm a virtuous woman. That's what this says. That my price is far above rare rubies. That's what this says. This says to me that I am to honor that man. Give him honor. Don't tear him down with your words. We don't do that. But we do do that, right? We do that all the time. We do it all the time. You know you was raised better than that. I didn't raise you to act stupid. How many of us have said that? I didn't, I didn't raise you to, to, to be a, I can't even think of something now, <laughs> whoremonger, you know, to Bible it up. Um, in September, see, God goes by the Hebrew calendar. And in September was the new year, the Jewish new year. And the new year that the, the, the world is coming into is 5779. And in that year, that nine looks like a womb. It represents a womb, an open container. Okay? So it's the year of birthing things, creative things, 
Hallelujah. I'm telling you, if you got troubles in your life, pay attention today and start speaking different. Okay? We're going to come back here at 6 o'clock tonight. We're going to worship a little bit, and we're going to speak forth. Speak forth what is going to happen in 2019. Okay? We're not going to speak no curse. We ain't going to say it's going to be hard. We ain't going to say stuff like that, right? It's going to be prosperous. God is doing a new thing, a new thing. And thank God he has allowed me to be here and be a part of it. Amen. Okay. Whew. And I do know that we're, I believe with everything in me that we're in the last of the last days. I do believe that. That it's not going to be like um, Lynn Ann said this morning that God spoke to her and told her that the angels are gathering. Well, they're gathering for a reason. They don't gather for nothing. They're gathering for a reason. And, I believe, and also in Revelation, it talks about how the angel will, will reap the harvest. Mm-hmm. Come on. So I know there's a harvest right now that we can reap. In the name of Jesus, there's a harvest right now that we can reap. And, and God already done started reaping it. Hallelujah. I pray. I pray that in 2019, all those that belong to me will come to me. And I'm just saying that as pastor of the church, not just me, but this body, all those that belong to this body, all those that God has called to this body will come to this body. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm speaking that forth. I ain't speaking nothing else except thank you for bringing all those that belong to us. Ha. Hallelujah. Already seeing some fruit. Yes! Thank you, Jesus. But I also know that because we are in the last of the last days, God wants us to get a revelation of Him. A revelation of Him as my Father. He's my Father. And He's a good, good Father. Amen? He... He is the one that provides for me. He's the one that restores. He's the one. He is. Just because you go to work, you ain't the provider. He gives you the strength to go. He gave you the job. He gives you the food that you eat so you got strength so you can go. It's him. It's all about him. Every bit of our life is him. We live and move and have our being in Him. And we need a revelation that we are in Him. That the kingdom of God is within me. Amen? He wants us to get a revelation of that kingdom because I don't know. I don't know when He's coming, but I know we're in the last of the last days. And if He tarries... We're going to be needing to have a revelation that he is my source. That he is the one that feeds me. He is the one that clothes me. He is the one that protects me. It's him. It's him. It's him. Hallelujah. Thank you for it, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. It's all about him. And I'm getting it.
<laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He wants us to have a revelation that we carry his name and what that means. Amen. And today we're going to look at um, that the priestly blessing in number six. But first, let's talk about a blessing. The word bless is the Hebrew word baraka. And it means an endowment of God's goodness and favor through the spoken word. It means blessing. It means prosperity. It means the praise of God. It means a gift, a present. That's what it means. The Jewish people, and y'all know we've been grafted in, so we kind of need to learn about them a little bit, right? The Jewish people believe that when a blessing is spoken forth, when it comes out of the mouth, it takes on a life of its own. It cannot be recalled. It sets out to do what it sets out to do. Amen? Once we, and the same thing works for a curse. If I say, you dumb idiot, guess what? That word just went out. And according to our adopted brothers and sisters and ancestors, that word takes on a life of its own, and it does what you just said, and it can't be recalled. That's why we must be very careful about the words that come out of our mouth. Don't ever say, I'm broke, another day in your life. Don't say, I'm broke. No, honey, we can't buy that taco today because we broke. Don't say that. You got to choose your words, okay? At this time, I just don't feel like spending my money on no taco. It's a whole lot better than broke. Okay. Let's start with Genesis 27. And we're going to start at verse 26. And this is when Isaac was going to bless Esau and Jacob. And y'all know the story, you know, Rebecca got in there and she twisted things around and, and they, they tricked Isaac and Jacob because the firstborn is the one that got the big blessing. The big blessing was on the firstborn. And Esau was the firstborn. And Rebecca wanted Jacob to have that big blessing. And so she put skins on him, you know, and all that stuff, and he went in to his dad. And verse 26 says, Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near, and he kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his clothing, and blessed him and said, Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, and this was the blessing, Therefore, God give you, of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you. That was a blessing. And they believe... They believe, and they believe this because of the Word of God, that when they speak a word out, it takes a life of its own, and it is done. Amen? And they get that 
from Isaiah 55, 11. Because what's God say in Isaiah 55? What does he say? My word will not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that that I sent it forth to do. Amen? So when he blessed Jacob, that was coming to pass. That right there was coming to pass. And then poor Esau come in there and he wanted to get his blessing. He didn't have one major blessing. Okay? It says, now it happened in verse 30. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob was scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also had made a savory food and brought it to his father and said to his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game that your son, that your soul may bless me. It was a very important thing to be blessed by your father. Okay? Whew. And his father Isaac said, who are you? So he said, I'm your son, your firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled exceedingly. And he said, who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came. And I have blessed him. And indeed, he shall be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry. And he said to his father, bless me also, O my father. And he said, your brother came with deceit and has taken your blessing. And Esau said, is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took my birthright and now look, he has taken away my blessing. Have you not a reserve? Have you not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said to Esau, Indeed, I have made him your master. And all his brethren I have given to him as servants. With grain and wine I have sustained him. What shall I do now for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, me also, O father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, And this wasn't much of a blessing. But behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. By your sword you will live, and by your sword you, and, and you shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. So once that Isaac had blessed Jacob, it was done. And there was nothing that could change what came out of Isaac's mouth. Nothing. The impact was for the firstborn. So it's very, very important what we say. And one reason, we, and we know this, we know this word, Proverbs 18, 21 says, Nuh-uh, that's not the right one. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. 
See, we read that all the time. We quote that all the time. But we really don't pay any attention to that. Because if I paid attention to that and I pulled that word into me, then I would know that whenever I call somebody stupid or worthless or you, don't never, you ain't never do nothing right, I would know that there's power in those words. And guess what? They ain't never going to do nothing right. Because I keep, I keep what's the word? <laughs> I keep heaping it upon them. Okay? Now, in Genesis 1, 28, when God created Adam and Eve, in verse 28, he said that he blessed them. So God, he was the first one. He established blessing. He established that what comes out of his mouth is what's going to be, right? In verse 28, he said, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So he blessed them. And in that blessing, he gave them dominion. And y'all know when um, Abraham and, and Sarah, when God said they were going to have a child, and she was a hundred years old. <laughs> she was a hundred. He didn't say, I'm going to pray for her that her womb opened. He said, I'm going to bless her. And her womb opened. Because of the blessing, I bless you to be fruitful and multiply. So there's, there's power in a blessing. There's power in it. And when we speak out of anger and we speak out of hatred, we are speaking that and that is coming to pass. Because he said if you love that, you're going to eat the fruit of it. And I know we say we don't love it, but we keep doing it. Actions speak louder than words, right? So if I love a thing, I keep doing it. I keep doing it. If I really don't love it, if I really don't love acting out and speaking those negative things over the people that I'm supposed to love, then I need to stop it. I need to find out why I keep doing it. Amen? Okay. So we re either release a curse or a blessing. Now, a curse, it ain't, I'm not talking about witchcraft. I'm just talking about you speak forth what you really don't want to see. I don't want to see my wallet empty, but I speak it all the time. I'll be broke. I ain't got no money for that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We speak curses on. I don't want to open my wallet and there not be nothing in it. I don't want that, but I, but I speak that all the time. And I'm using that because we, every one of us can relate to that. I don't want to pick too much on things that you say to your kids. You can't learn. What? Two plus two is not seven. What are you, an idiot? Are you ever going to get this? Are you ever going to understand? Come on. God, you're just like your daddy. You are so stubborn and hard-headed. You are pig-headed. That's what you are, pig-headed. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to take my shoes off. I wish I wore steel-toed 
getting heals. But that's what we speak all the time. I hate you. I wish you would die. You get on my last nerve. Ugh, you're driving me crazy. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to get on it, but I'm on it. I wish you'd get out. I can't wait till you 18 so you get out of my house. Come on, y'all. It's just plain. We speak curses over our family. We speak curses over our children. You ain't never going to amount to nothing. You lazy, good for nothing. All you do is sit there with your head in that game. That's all you do. You, ain't, you don't even want to get no job. You can't, you can't get no job if you look for one. Ooh, come on. I don't like that part. Instead of looking in the Word of God or hearing God and saying, God, what do you say about my boy? What do you say about him? I told y'all this before. Josh, Josh was not a bad kid. He never did bad things. He just had a little bit of a mouth on him. You know, he got a little rebellious, and his mouth kind of overloaded him a few times. But that was, you know, from me. <laughs> I take full responsibility for that. <laughs> Because that's exactly how I did. My mouth overloaded me a lot. But one day I was praying for him because, you know, I mean, he, rebellion's rebellion. Whether it's, whether you rebel and go off into some deep, horrid sin or you just rebel against God and you ain't doing what God wants you to do. It's still rebellion. It ain't no worse than the other. You are out of the will of God. And so I was praying for him one day and, and I got a breakthrough and and in that breakthrough, I saw him standing on a stage. It was a big old stage, and it had big lights, you know, like concert lights. And I saw him, and he's standing like this in the middle of that stage, and he was nothing but fire. Nothing but fire. Fire had consumed him. Hey, our God is an all-consuming fire and so from that moment on thank god that apostle angie taught me these things don't say nothing else i don't care what he does i don't care what he says i don't care how he acts you don't speak another word except thank you that the fire of god has consumed him thank you lord that he is on fire for you and you put him on the platform that you want him on god hey and so that's what I did. That's what I did. And God raising him up to be a powerful praise and worship leader. Powerful. I didn't even know the boy. I didn't even know he could sing. I didn't know. I knew he could play, but I didn't know he could sing. But God, because I learned that lesson. Now I ain't I didn't I ain't done that over Keith. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> you know, and then you have to get back in prayer and you have to go, God, I'm sorry I said that. I don't want to say that about him no more. He's a good man and he's a good provider and he's a man of God and he's got a heart as big as Texas. He does. And when he loves, he loves with everything he has. Ha! And he's mine. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.
Because he did, he, he just laughed whenever Monica caught herself in that Ezekiel experience the other day. On the way home, they said something about, you know, how the Lord will leave the 99 and go after the one. He said, well, looks like the pastor's wife went and rescued. <laughs> pastor's wife went and rescued the one. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad you're such a good pastor's wife. You are an awesome one. <laughs> Thank you that he has a sense of humor about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so we got to see that we have to say things differently, okay? We got to start speaking a blessing instead of a cursing, right? Now, in the Hebrew language, there is levels of depth to words. We don't, our word is just kind of flat, you know. And whenever we translate the Hebrew into the English, we really lose a lot. We lose a whole lot of translation in the translation. Um, in in uh, Judaism, they, um, they, well, there's levels levels of, of understanding God's word. There's understanding the surface or the literal meaning, and then there's understanding deeper truths, and then there, then you get a clarity of it. And then the, the final one is that secret or that hidden meaning that's buried in the letters and the words of the Hebrew language. And that's one reason he tells us to study to show ourselves approved, right? So we, there, is an, there is a surface meaning, but, but it loses so much. But whenever we start digging down and we start finding out what he, what he really said, it's pretty amazing. And that's why it's one of the reasons I said that I love this word. And one of, one of the things that I want in pastoring you is that you develop a love for the word of God. Because y'all know what John says, that in the beginning was the word. And the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the Word is Jesus Christ. And I can't have a real, lasting, meaningful, a, a for real fellowship and intimate relationship with Him if I don't know His Word. So I got to know His Word. There was somebody that said something to me years ago, years ago. They said they went to church here, and they said... Um, I just don't read the Word of God. I just don't read the Bible. But I'm quick now. I'm going to get me a breakthrough. Every day I'm going to get a breakthrough. But I just don't read the Bible very much. Well, they ain't here no more. And they're not serving God. Because we have to have both. We have to have the presence of God. I have to have the Spirit of God. I have to get in the presence of God, and I have to have an understanding of His Word. And with those two, God can do something in me. He can change me. He can make me into the image of His Son. Amen? Okay. Proverbs 20, 25, 2 says that it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search it out. And so that he's not trying to hide things from us. He just wants us to seek him with our whole self. Seek him. 
Seek him out. God, what were you really saying? What did you really say when you said this right here? Because I know we lose a lot in translation. Okay? Um, there's also, they believe that there's different um, levels in how we engage with the word. We can just read it, and then we can meditate on it. And then we can study, you know, for a little deeper meaning and all that kind of stuff. But, then, but, but when, when the Spirit of God takes that word and he brings it to life in me, revelation knowledge comes to me and that word I start acting on that word and that word starts bringing change in my life it starts bringing change to me it changes my circumstances it changes everything about me because I'm speaking that word and I ain't speaking nothing else but that word amen that's when when God is like sitting on the throne of my heart and he takes that word, and, and I start acting upon it. That's why he tells us, don't be a hearer of the word only. You've got to be a doer. You have to be a doer of the word. So we need to start doing the word. Amen? He said, we just read it, that there is life and death in your tongue. And if you love it, you're going to eat the fruit of it. So I'm going to make sure from this day on that what I say, what comes out of my mouth is sweet stuff. Because I don't want to eat no more of that bitter mess. I don't want to eat no more of them curses. I don't want to eat that stuff. That don't taste good. Does not taste good. So we want an impartation of the word where it changes my circumstances, where I live in victory. That's the vision of Freedom Ministries, that we learn how to live in victory over every 100% of the circumstances in our life, over 100% of the enemy that comes at us. We live in victory, and prayer and the Word is how you do it. Amen. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. When this word comes into me, and, G and Jesus Christ is the word, so it's in me, okay? But I got to, the Holy Ghost is the one that brings to my remembrance the things that, that Jesus said. If I don't ever get in it, well, he can't bring nothing to my remembrance. What he going to bring? So I got to get in this word. I have to get in the word. And whenever I get in this word and that impartation comes by the Spirit of God and the word starts changing everything about me, it changes the way I think, it changes the way I speak, it changes my circumstances because I don't speak my circumstances no more. It changes everything in me and it sets me on course for my destiny. Because you, every single one of you, have a destiny in God. You have a purpose, the reason that God saw fit to put you on this earth. You have a purpose. 
And the only way you're going to find that purpose is to sit at the feet of Jesus Christ, knowing his word and praying to him, God, use me, show me what it is that you have for me. Cause your angels to guide my feet, Lord, where I'm walking down that path that you set for me and nobody else. The path that you set for me, God. I want to fulfill my destiny. When I die, I want to hear him say, good job, baby girl. Come on in. Enter into the joy of the Lord. That's what I want to hear. And the only way I can do that is to hear him and walk in obedience. Okay. Let's go look. I want, I want to show y'all something. I want to show y'all something. One reason that we, we should really, like, God open up the word to me. Open it up to me. Let's go look at number six. Verse 20, let's look at 23. Well, 22, um, the Lord spoke to Moses and he said, in 23, he said, speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say this to them. So this blessing right here is the one that God wrote. God Almighty, creator of everything, said, this is how I want you to bless the children of Israel. Because God knows that a blessing is powerful. It's powerful. I speak blessing over my marriage. I speak blessing over my money. I speak blessing over my children. I bless them that, the, that mercy and goodness follow them. Bless them with favor with God and man. Instead, there ain't no jobs around here. You know what I'm saying? Bless your city <laughs> to increase. Bless your city to grow. Bless your city. I don't like it when people say bad things about CrossFit. There's a lot worse places to live. A lot worse places. Thank you, Jesus, for CrossFit, Arkansas, this little small town where we almost everybody knows everybody. That I ain't getting lost in some big old huge place and nobody, it's too huge for me to even get around. Okay. He says, speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel and say to them. And then in verse 24, it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And then verse 27 says, so they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. And I believe that that right there was the reason Israel was so mighty, so powerful, that big, huge armies shook when they knew Israel was knocking on their door. And they was this big. Amen. I believe it. Okay, let's look at this. Verse 24. It says, the Lord. That's what our English version says, the Lord. But this is the name of God, and in the Hebrew, I think it's called the tetragram, and it is the name that is too sacred to be spoken. There's no vowels. It is the yod heh vov heh. Looks like a 
Anyway, it's four consonants. No one knows how to speak his name because there's no vowels in his name. And so they say that Yahweh, you know, is pretty close. Yahuwah is pretty close. Jehovah is pretty close. Except there's no J sound in, in Hebrew language. And, you know, so I am going to use Yahweh. Okay? And so right there it says the Lord. That's Yahweh. Bless. Bless. This word bless is Barak. And it means to kneel down. And I'm telling you, the first time I looked at this, I was like, what? The Lord kneeled down? And, I, and Pastor Robert said the same thing. I stopped reading it. I stopped looking at it because I didn't understand that. I didn't understand it. So, you know, after a little while, God knows that I, I want to understand. And so he starts bringing some clarity through people who know more than me. Thank God for scholars. But that word, bless, means to kneel down as a father kneels down to receive his child. Did y'all just hear me? That God Almighty, Yahweh, kneels down with his arms outstretched to embrace and receive you as his child. Did we not lose a lot in that translation? The Lord bless you. Okay. The next word there is keep. And that word is shamar. I probably ain't pronouncing it right. But it means to hedge about with thorns. Hedge about with thorns. That's what shepherds did back in that day. Come nightfall, you know, they'd gather all the little sheep in and they would build a fence of thorns all around their sheep to protect them from the wolves and the bears and the lions, the devil. <laughs> okay? We lost a lot in that translation. Okay, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord, Yahweh, make his face, his face. That word face is panim. The root of it, well, the, that word means entire being, is what it means. But the root of it is panah, and that's single. But whenever you add the I-M on it, it makes it plural. So this is many faces. Entire being. It's like the sad face and the happy face and the mad face. Every single thing in God that is revealed in the face is upon you. <laughs> okay. His entire being. Yahweh make his entire being <laughs> shine upon you. That word shine is or, and it means light, divided from the darkness. It also means order. Come on now, y'all just missed that when it went shoo. It means when the face, when everything that God is looks upon you, order comes. Order. 
That's a pitiful little clap for some order. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for that order and that my calling could be, will become clear. Okay. The next one is, and be gracious to you. Gracious. That's kalnon. And it means to show favor to, to exhibit a yearning toward, to demonstrate a longing for. He longs for you. He yearns for you. He wants you so much that he gave his only son to be not only killed but brutally, brutally killed for you so that you could come to him. It says, and the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Lift is to be lifted up continually, to carry, to take. He lifts you in his strong arms and he carries you. His countenance, again, is panim, his entire being. And give means to cause it to be established. He's going to give you peace. And this peace is shalom. That means completeness and wholeness. Every single thing I need. Nothing lacking, nothing broken. Everything I need. That's what he said in those scriptures right there. Those two scriptures. Three. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Now, if you will let me, I would like to read to you what that really said. It says, May Yahweh, who exists, kneel before you, making himself available to you as your heavenly Father. So he can bestow upon you his promises and gifts. May Yahweh, your heavenly father, he who exists, guard you with a hedge of thorny protection that will prevent Satan and all your enemies from harming your body, soul, mind, and spirit, your loved ones, and your possessions. May Yahweh, your heavenly Father, he who exists, illuminate the wholeness of his being toward you continually, bringing to you order so that you will fulfill your God-given destiny and purpose. May Yahweh, your heavenly Father, he who exists, provide you with perfect love and fellowship, never leaving you, and give you sustenance, provision, and friendship. And may Yahweh, your heavenly Father, he who exists, lift up and carry his fullness of being toward you, bringing everything that he has to your aid, supporting you with his divine embrace and his entire being. May Yahweh, your heavenly Father, he who exists, set in place all you need to be whole and complete so you can walk in victory moment by moment by the power of Holy Spirit. May he give you supernatural health, peace, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, perfection, fullness, rest, and harmony, as well as the absence of agitation and discord. 
that is a blessing. Amen. That is a blessing right there. And that's what we are supposed to do is speak blessing over our families, blessing over our bodies, blessing over our money, over our house. Speak blessing. Start paying attention to what you're saying. Pay attention to what you say. Because what you say is very important. It's very important. Because, again, I speak cursing or I speak blessing. And I don't want to speak any more cursing. Because I am created in his image, right? And he just told me that my words have power. They're going to bring life or they're going to bring death. And so my words sent out will accomplish what they sent to do. When I speak forth a word, it is going to do what I sent it to do. There's power in it. So in the name of Jesus, let's just stand to our feet. And we need to repent. We need to repent for the words that come out of our mouth. We need, even ourselves, even me over myself, I need to repent for saying, I, I'm not going to be able to come out of this. Because I can. I have to start speaking the word of God over me. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me every single time, God, that I spoke what I saw or I spoke what I felt. I spoke the negative. I spoke those bad things that I do not want to see come to pass in my life. Forgive me, God. And see, repentance means that I see the error of my way. I see the wickedness of my way, and I turn from it and I go toward God. That's what repentance means. It don't mean, I'm sorry, God, and then I go do it again tomorrow. It's not what that means. So I repent means I'm going to pay attention to what's coming out of my mouth. I'm going to pay attention to it. And Father, help me set a watch over my lips. Help me not to speak those curses anymore over my family over myself, over my finances, over my city, over my church, over everything. God, forgive me for speaking those things. And in the name of Jesus, help me, God, to hear your voice over my circumstances and my situation and speak that and only that in the name of Jesus because that is how we will live in victory. That is how we're going to overcome the circumstances. That right there is how I'm going to overcome the addiction. That right there is how I'm going to overcome. I'm going to come out of these things because I'm speaking the Word of God and not what I see. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed. In Jesus' name.